Hi, my name is Liv Keegan, and you're listening to Dash Radio. Welcome to the world of music. Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. You know we had to break out the uh, dramatic intro because Liv Keegan is here. Olivia Rose Keegan here in the building. Hi, Hello. how are you? I'm good. How are you? You, you know, you being the uh, famous actress that you are, I felt like I had to match that and get you into this world <laughs> with that. Of course, kept you know? me in character. <laughs> exactly. It worked. It worked. Exactly. <laughs> um, how are you? Everything going good? Everything's good. Yeah. Amazing. It's a beautiful very sunny, too hot of a day in Los Angeles. Much better, though. Better than, than 112. Yes. 120. Yes. That's ridiculous. It was so bad. How did you survive that? I, I don't know, but barely. Yeah. I barely survived. It was just all, everything that was on Instagram was just like, like you know, screen caps of like people filming the, the <laughs> thermostats in their cars. Yeah, and right. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Yeah. Like, it's 135. <laughs> what is <Right>. this? <laughs> Uh, could you imagine if that was your, like, every day? I mean, I assume, I, I, I guess you just get used to it. There's people that live in, like, the Mojave Desert. There's exactly. people that live in, like, Middle Palm East, Springs Palm or whatnot. Or, yeah, Middle yeah. East. Uh-huh. And I guess you just get used to it. I guess you, you adapt, but I just, you, I can't yeah. imagine. Well, can't. and you're from Northern California. You're from yeah. San Rafael. Yes, yes, And I so it, does, it, it doesn't get as hot there. No, it's actually a lot more cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloudy and rainy, which I love. I, if I could have anything change about LA, it would be the rain. Other than some, that, I love it. More here. precipitation here. Precipitation yes. nation. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, yes. For those that are tuned in from outside of California, uh, Northern California and Southern California could not be more different. Yeah, they're completely two different places. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Northern California is a great place to to raise a family and mm-hmm. live your whole life. Like I I loved it there. Yeah, it was so beautiful. But you know, I mean, obviously for the entertainment industry, LA is the place to be. But, Absolutely, and um, you've done well. You've done well as an actress, and I've I've read that you sort of. Did this yourself, like you putting calls <laughs> to people and you just kind of like got yourself old. out there. <laughs> Calling up all these people. Um, yeah, I I was crazy. I started out in musical theater when I was okay. about seven. And then I think I was about 10 and I literally, I woke up one day and I was like, mom, dad, school is getting in the way of my career. I want to be an on-camera actress. And they, it was, I was crazy. I mean, they obviously laughed and they thought it was. You know, oh, silly, cute little Olivia, stay in school. Right. We don't like this. Um, <laughs> and so a good year of begging, like, please let me do this. We would go mm. on these, like, family walks every night. And <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I would, like, I would want time after school to get them alone, to mm. pitch pitch the reasons oh, oh, so why. were you the one who prompted the family walk or the family yeah, oh, walk already I, existed I, I was the one who prompted this family walk to talk about my career oh wow okay I, I i wanted an agent and i wanted to move to la and they um eventually eventually they were like fine you know you do it yourself whatever and so i did i did i googled an agent in san francisco and i wrote her a letter and um she signed me Wow. Yeah, I don't know what For, she was thinking. She, was she the, the first person that you reached out to? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. You hit the bullseye the first time. Yeah. That's I was incredible. also, you know, New York is a different... I'm New York. What am I talking about? <laughs> L- <laughs> the LA. Heat. It's the heat. Yeah, right. Um, I'm blaming everything on the heat. <laughs> um, 
What, what was I saying? Uh, oh. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. LA no, or San Francisco? San, or? San Francisco. Yeah. I meant to say San Francisco. I said New York. But San Francisco is like a different market than LA. I feel like it's a little bit, it's it's easier to, you know, yeah. hit the bullseye. Yeah, there's there's less. Less competition. Less competition, It's like for a, sure. you know, she described it as a, a C plus market when mm. LA is like an mm. A plus. Right. I just remember that from the meeting. I don't know. Uh, the, back when you were 10 years yeah, old, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I just was, had some flashbacks. I was very nervous. I remember the whole thing. <laughs> That's incredible. Did your parents come with you? Uh, yes. I mean, I was 10. Right. Uber you, didn't yeah. really exist as far as I knew. But if it did, uh, you probably would have gone on yourself. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, I was still, I was still, uh, a, a parent's a parent's child mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. you know just these past two years i've i've driven myself and i I'm, i've been scared to drive places okay I, la is really freaky to drive around it, re- it really is it can be very dangerous mm-hmm. just overall people don't pay especially these days people don't yeah. pay attention no you can be the best safest driver but other people just correct really, yep they don't care yep yeah and they're oblivious well I want to talk to you about this other side of you. Well, I mean, it's all sort of connected, um, you know, starting a musical theater, getting into acting and whatnot, and then continuing to pursue the music. And so you um, sort of went the route of doing some covers, putting some covers on YouTube and whatnot, um, and then have now transitioned into writing original music and, or putting out original music. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that transition. Yeah, I just feel like I didn't really... The covers were a good way to kind of, you know, try on clothes in Mm -hmm. a way. It Mm -hmm. was, you know, trying out these different vibes and what worked with my voice back then. And um, I feel I just didn't really have much to say until I had something to say. And that Mm. was maybe like two years ago I started writing, um, two and a half years. But yeah, it, it just kind of felt like a natural transition. There wasn't too much thought. I was just like, okay, now it's time to actually like dig my nails into this and write Mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Is it a little bit more, uh, there's obviously a different approach because you've, you've now written these words and these words now mean something to you as opposed to a cover. Yeah. A cover. It's the world of difference. Mm -hmm. Um, The two kind of have nothing to do with each other in a way. Because once you're an artist and you're, you know, you have something to say and covers are literally just singing someone else's, Song. I mean, you know, covers are still great. I'm not sure. putting down covers, and I still have fun doing covers. But, um, you know, yeah, once you have something to say, you just you just say it, and it's a totally different experience and feeling, you know, actually writing mm-hmm. your music. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Tell me how uh, Just My Type came together. I, I want to play Just My Type, and we're also going to play The Queen is a King as well. Um, but I want to start with Just My Type. So tell me a little bit more about... Yes. how that song came to be okay so like the session for yep. the song um that i wrote with these guys mick and mike it was my first session with them ever so, and so that would confuse yeah. me by the way mick and mike i did right. right oh oh you can only imagine in the studio <laughs> oh i get oh, it oh wait wait which one of you? <laughs> which one of you is mick <laughs> who's mike you just talk to the wall and like exactly i didn't answers. make eye contact with <laughs> either of them the whole entire session i still don't uh, like I, I, she's really sweet, but she just never looks me in the eye. I don't sorry, know what it I just, is. I'm shy. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, that was my first session with them. And so, yes, it was very confusing. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, you know, first sessions can either you can really have a cool vibe with someone mm-hmm. or it can be a little, you know, 
a little, you know, maybe you just don't really vibe together. But um, we did, and it was really fun. And we were kind of, I was talking about songs that I listen to and songs that I like. And is it okay if I take these off? Yeah, go for it. Um, And I think Mick just grabbed, or or my, <laughs> Mike, Mike right. grabbed, by now I know, Mike grabbed a bass, a bass and started playing this fun bass line. Um, and I, I think that fresh energy sort mm. of translated into the song. And we all started shooting out these like funny, quirky lines and the concept just fell into place. Mm. And um, I think it has that really new, you know, fresh tongue in cheek kind of energy. Um, and so, yeah, that's how it was written. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. I, yeah, it, fe- it sort of feels that way. Like when I'm when I'm listening to it, and especially if I I'm when glad. I'm watching the lyric video, I feel the sort of quirkiness of the lines and feel the um, it's like a quilt, like mm. of of yeah. phrases that have been patched together in a way that then like makes sense exactly in this weird sort Thank of you. way. That's yeah. an awesome way to hear, um, you know, how you interpreted that. That's fun. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah I feel, it, it definitely has that feel. And, and now you're going to get a chance, uh, folks at home, to get a chance to hear this. We're going to play Just My Type right now. Liv Keegan is here. Do not go anywhere. We've also got her song, The Queen is a King. We're going to be talking a little bit, too, about uh, your views on female empowerment, future is female. We're going to get into mm-hmm. all of that. Don't go anywhere. You are tuned into Dash Radio. Here it is, Just My Type by Liv, Liv Keegan right now <laughs> on Dash. That you love me at the end of a first date I'll pretend I didn't hear that Had your mother on the phone yelling that it was too late Hung upside, it was your best friend I'm impressed with this shit that you try to prove It's no use, cause I'm hopelessly into you Falling off of my roof, climbing out of my window Okay, you're still my Romeo
Discover new music and new artists. The Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. I have now taken over um, the position of working out your live show. Uh, yes, you have. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of percentage you want, but like, you know, let's make it a deal. Oh, man. You heard it. It's on record. We have it now. It's it's too late. Uh, mm-hmm. This is how I do most of my deals, over the air, and that's how I like lock people in. It's like solid. Really good networking. Hey, that's how you do it. Always. This is, you know, ulterior motives here. I have the uh, wrong pair of headphones on. <laughs> You're like, how come I can't hear anything? Liv Keegan is here in studio. That was her latest song called Just My Type. You were talking a little bit about how you wrote this two years ago. Mm-hmm. A really long time ago. What was the, um, when you write, is sort of it based on real life? Are you yeah. the type of writer that bases things off of real yes, life? Yes, real life. Or, you know, it's fun to, from time to time, you know, take a story from real life and, mm. and make it more cinematic and dramatic, of course. But, right. um Always, and just conversations with people. Um, That's my favorite way to start writing a song is just from talking to someone for Mm. like, you know, if if you spend the whole session talking for like four hours or, you know, most of the session and then... And then something clicks, you know, oh, wait, what you just said, that would be a Mm -hmm. totally great song. Let's use that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the easiest way to write for me. Mm -hmm. It's just... From conversation, yeah, to tap to tap into some of those feelings, exactly. And for somebody else to see it, it's also another perspective, right? So, mm-hmm. I think, um, do do you like that idea of collaborative writing in that way? A hundred percent. I think that's where my most interesting stuff comes from. From like you, like you said, it's a different perspective, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, life is all about perspective. And yep. once you put someone's other perspective of your story. And then, you know, interesting stuff happens. I think that that's interesting, too, because, you know, obviously there's no one right way to do anything, right? Right. Um, This is an art form, and therefore everybody sort of paints with a different brush and has different techniques and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But there are definitely songwriters that I know that uh, need to do this in isolation. And it's more of this, like, Mm -hmm. cathartic like therapeutic process that they almost need to do solo. Which is the other half of it. Right. Um, A lot of my stuff is just, you know, in my room two in the Mm -hmm. morning, like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I need to write this. (laughs) And then, you know, sometimes you wake up the next day and it's, it's, Right. Sorry, can you swear on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, it's, it's, it's poop. Yeah. It's poop. Um, and, you, you know, af- after that cathartic experience, you kind of sadly have to take yourself out of it and be like, okay, would I put this in a category of all my favorite songs? Mm-hmm. Would I think what I just wrote is one of my favorite songs? But um, if the answer is yes, then that's always great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's one of those things that you definitely, it's important to be able to capture it. And then sometimes it's great mm-hmm. to be able to let it sit for a second to then revisit exactly. and say, hey, was this step a good idea? It. Then right. step out and right. zoom out and be like, hmm, let's analyze this. Well, it, at the same time, it kind of depends what kind of um, music you want to make. Sure. Lana sure. Del Rey, it could, you know, my, I was talking to someone and they said, um, they read something about Mick Jagger's writing being just stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um and then never really looking back to edit it. Sure. But it depends what music you're of trying course. to make. And, you of know, course. Britney Spears or Christina Aguilera, you kind of have to, you know, when you're writing very mathematical pop, you do have to take yourself out of it, which I'm not really right. 
trying to make super mathematical problems. Split the difference, you know? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere in between. between. Right, right, right. The feeling and the math. I mm-hmm. want it to all come together. Yeah, I think um, I think all versions of that, you know, it's it's almost, mm-hmm. it's got to come from a natural place at the end of the day. Exactly. It cannot be forced. Exactly. You can't say like, all right, today we're going to write about X. Oh, I can go on all the sessions I've, you try to do that. You mm. go in, you go in, even when there's just an expectation in your own mind of, okay, I'm going to write a, I'm going to write a disco song today. <laughs> and so, you know, you get together this really cool disco track and you spend like four hours and, you know, this producer's doing a really great job putting all these cool tracks together and it sounds awesome. And then you're like, what? what? I, I, I don't know what I want to say. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, um, Actually, just one of the most recent sessions, that's kind of exactly what happened. And then we stopped with that and we just kind of started talking about what we had all been feeling lately and what mm. we've been going through. And then, oh, wait, that's, that's a really it. cool title right. <laughs> for a song. What right. were we doing this whole time? So always seems to be the answer to just be honest yep. and talk. So when's your disco album dropping? Oh, 2018. (laughs) Stay ready. (laughs) Nice. nice. Um, Disco's back. Hey, there's elements of disco that I feel like, you know, there's there's elements of everything in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard to to create something completely new, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, everybody is somewhat influenced by things that you hear or have gone through. It's interesting because it feels like, you know, it feels like, Everything has, every genre has already been created, which might not be true, but it feels like we've gone through a lot of sounds. Mm-hmm. And so that's why a lot of the stuff today, a lot, a lot of it is retro mm-hmm. influence. Yeah. Um, and I, I love that. Yeah. Same. You know? I mean, same with TV, film. I mean, you name it, other art forms as well, exactly. where, you know, these are somewhat recycled, repurposed ideas, which doesn't make it a just bad thing. Just a new thing. way of saying it. Yeah. Just a new way of doing it. You know, yeah. the Beatles were inspired by the people they were inspired by, mm-hmm. Chuck Berry. And, you know, everyone doesn't mean you're stealing. It nope. just means you're inspired. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, I want to get to the Queen is a King. Before mm-hmm. I do, I think, I mean, it will be very apparent in obviously the title, but you'll also hear this uh, for those who are listening in at home. You'll hear this in the words as well, all the lyrical mm-hmm. content. But before we get to it, tell me where this comes from for you. And is this a yeah. more recent discovery for you or do you feel like you've always sort of had this mindset? I've always definitely had the mindset, but I mean, it's obviously come to, um, you know, it's had a lot more attention on it recently with just it definitely yep. should and finally all these people are being you know taken down for doing all this stuff that they shouldn't be getting away with mm-hmm. um but i also wrote this song like two years ago a year yeah. and a half ago um and me i i wrote this with dylan kelly and we again we were just talking catching up about life current events and stuff. this was you know before the time's up movement mm. before you know, the first, maybe before Harvey Weinstein, right. before all this stuff. But um, we were just talking and about how, and then the topic came up for him too. It's interesting hearing about it from both perspectives. Like he was just aware of how it was still such a thing that made it into both of our day-to-day lives. Hmm. And we were just like, really? Wow, this is still happening. What? Right. And so naturally we wrote a... Um, 
a song about it. We wanted it to be just a, you know, clear, straightforward, like cut the fat, just like Queen is a King mm-hmm. um, female anthem. And that's what we did. So what do you feel like is, I mean, for you personally, because I mean, obviously, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you not only on the music side, but on the acting side and in the t- like, I mean, it's been very publicly documented in terms of like the inequality in terms of how oh, actresses yeah. are are sort of dealt with versus actors or mm-hmm. whatnot versus mm-hmm. their male counterparts. Yeah. Do you find that to be to be true and and has it affected you personally? Well, thankfully, I've never really um, never really dealt with something like okay. that. Um, but I've, you know, countless stories from friends and friends of friends of just horrifying stuff just mm. from auditions and from, um, so, it, you know, it really does happen. It's a really scary world. Luckily I have my family, my, my parents are great and my sister and, um, they've always kind of protected me and right. all that stuff. So I've been lucky, but it's hard to see your friends go through it. Yep. Um, cause it does exist, but I think now there's a really, there's a s- smaller chance of that happening and people letting that happen. And yeah, for sure. 100%. I mean, the, yeah, the, the blinds have been opened and everybody's looking into the house now and seeing what's exactly. going on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank God. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I want to play this. This is The Queen is a King uh, here on Dash Radio. Do not go anywhere. A little bit more with Liv Keegan in just a moment. Girl. 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 A woman is 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 a woman is
The future is female. Liv Keegan, I got to ask you, what does that mean? What does that mean to you personally? Um, Literally exactly what it says. The mm. future is female. Um, I think it, we set out to make a very clear thing that just, you know, you don't even have to read between the lines. It's just mm. really how I feel. Um, that no men will exist in the future. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> that, yeah. That's where that's the message kind of goes. Yeah, okay, right. well, maybe, maybe not the literal right. translation, but I think um, it's time. It's mm. time for, I mean, equality. Is right. What I'm, I, don't, right. I don't think, you know, we're superior. I don't think anyone is superior. I think it's equality is the main idea. Well, I, I think that it's good to make that distinction because, and again, yeah. this not, in no way am I putting down any any feminist in particular, but there is sometimes where I think the message can get lost and feel right. Exactly. Where it's almost, there's a difference between being pro equality and being like anti male or whatever. Like there's exactly, it's so it's, it's not necessary. I think these people feel like it's necessary, but then that just backfires and that's, you know, that's the people, that's the thing that can make, you know, anti-feminism males use against mm -hmm. them and yeah. they can, it just it then it's a cycle and Oxymoron. then it's the whole, right it's, exactly yeah so just you know let's all be equal here let's all have you know there's no need for that I, I i would um i would go so far as to say that uh inequality the taste of inequality is like the taste of um the uh, uh, the, the polish of the dentist <laughs> yes there's no the good way around it. Strawberry polish right. that they put on your teeth at the dentist. Yes, that's what that's. When I was at the dentist yesterday, I thought to myself, "It's the like, taste this of inequality." Is what inequality <laughs> tastes like. That's a. There, there should be a campaign around that. By the way, hundred percent. Let's just yes. make this random, like you know, totally baseless. Thing. Yeah, this polish is equal inequality. It's inequality. <laughs> Let's take down the dentist. It, it really, it really is because you can't call that strawberry. It doesn't taste like strawberry. Yeah. Right. Right. So there it is. Like, like you know, you can't call that equality. That's inequality. Right. right. There it is. <laughs> it's all the same. That these these might be lines that'll end up in a future Liv Keegan song. Exactly. By the way. Yeah, um, this is quite inspiring. <laughs> I, I'm excited this to listen turned to this. In, this has turned into a writing session, everybody. Yes. Um, we will be cutting a, a, a track later on. Uh -huh. um, tell me, track. actually, what is coming up for you with the rest of the year? Oh, boy. I have like, I have 70 songs that I just, I mean, you know, maybe songs that are finished. It's, it's 20 and 25, but I have so much stuff. I feel mm. like only tiny fraction of my music is out there in the world and the stuff that I'm really excited about because like you were just, we were just talking about you evolve mm -hmm. and the stuff that I'm making now, I just, I cannot wait to mm. put out. Um, so yeah, you're going to get to know me as an artist and singer songwriter, the things that I want to talk about and all that stuff. I'm just really excited to actually put more music out into the world. It's such a process. Yeah. You know, mixing no. and the mastering and, and it even just choosing the next one, mm -hmm. right? Like trying to make the decision, especially when you've got a catalog of music right. that you're sitting on, it, it mm -hmm. makes it difficult. And then you can ask all these different people for their opinions, but then the soup gets 
dirtied. The soup doesn't taste good anymore when there's too many spices Mm -hmm. spices and ingredients. And everybody's got a different taste. Exactly. Like you were just saying, art is art. Art is always going to be subjective. Yep. And there are, you hear stories all the time about hit songs that people, it's a fear-based, fear-based market. And so you hear a lot of, um, a lot of people say, oh no, we don't, we don't like that new sound because they're scared of something new. Yep. And so, um, yeah, we want to go with something that sounds like what is already working. Mm -hmm. We're not willing to take that risk. Exactly. Exactly. So you never know. Um, Tell me really quick before we leave here, um, how how do you balance everything? I mean, like you've got this full schedule of, of yeah. acting and whatnot and then the music and how do you find the balance for yourself? Um, yeah, it's weirdly, it's weirdly not too difficult. Um, when I was going to school at the same time, it, it was a little difficult, um, but I just I just deferred a second year to LMU, Loyola Marymount. Mm, nice. Um, because yeah, I went through all that with the SAT and the college counseling and all that stuff. And so, um, yeah, it feels good to have that. It feels good to have a college deferral and acceptance. But um, anyway, back to the question, how, how do I balance it? Eh, I mean, my, my family helps me, mm-hmm. honestly. I, um, I've never had too much of an issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't and know. then are there days where you're just like, okay, today, today is a... a is a writing day or this month I'm focused. I want to be more focused on music. So I'm going to do less auditions or I'm, I'm going to go. I out. feel like the second you say that the opposite right. happens and you <laughs> get true. super busy with true. work. And, um, so I, I, like I try psychology. not to put exactly, exactly reverse, you know, the universe will be like, no, not today. Yeah. I'll throw a bunch of stuff at you. But, um, yeah, I, I think that always, happens i totally just just lost my train of thought well no it just i think what you're i think what you're saying is that it just sort of finds a way of balancing itself nicely anyways exactly which which actually means that you're on the right path Mm -hmm. you know i mean this is then what you should be doing it's it changes you know maybe half of half of the day i'll i'll be like oh i want to write right now and then the second half of the day oh whoops i have a lot of lines to memorize Mm. uh so sometimes it can it can be both in a day right yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, well, we look forward to much more from you. Um, more music on the way for you for the uh, rest of the year, and we're excited Thank about you. that. Uh, for people who want to listen back to this interview, you can find this on my site as well after it's aired here on Dash. So you can go to hopaworld.com, and you can find this Liv Keegan interview there. We've got links back to all of her stuff as well, including links back to Spotify and to your Instagram Mm -hmm. and uh, to the lyric videos as well. Uh, So make sure to check all of that out. Uh, Liv, it's been an absolute pleasure having you here in studio. We like to end this show usually this way. Music is Mm -hmm. life and life is good. We'll see everybody tomorrow. I love that. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. Anytime.